I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four, and you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. I'm back. Back in the Soul Shaw groove. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We've got a jam-packed week ahead. We got match week 14, match week 15. Christmas unemployment season all coming your way over the next hour or so, give or take a few hours. Patrick even has a new segment or three that he's been teasing this entire week. Yeah. Cryptically leaving clues in uh, inboxes and around alley corners. I might be jumping ahead here, but you said unemployment season? I think we're in the middle of that right now. Yeah, Christmas unemployment season. Oh, I was talking about all the sackings. So was I. Mm. Mm. And if you want to know... <laughs> Is Christmas also unemployment season? Well, it's like going into Christmas, you're unemployed. Is that like a social phenomenon or, or is a football thing all the way? It's definitely something you don't want That's in, true. A, in a non-football setting. That's true. So, uh, all right, carry on. That, I've want, derailed this intro enough. Just a little bit. If you want to know who's winning stonks, <laughs> you can check the match week 12 points totals and subtract them from the match week 15 totals... Otherwise, we'll see you on New Year's Day, and we'll do a grand reveal around then. Speaking of New Year's Day... Ooh! God, the Segway King. Kill him. Give me a drum roll. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, okay, I got you. All right. I'm back. Speaking of New Year's Day, Arsenal, Man United, at the Emirates, Prem de la Prem will be doing a live stream of us commentating on the game. Because I know that's what you all want. <laughs> it's, I agreed to this at a different point in the season. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> Do you think I want this? It's for the content. It's for the culture. Honestly, it's probably best for everything for a draw. Like a like a two two draw would be best content. Most ups and downs for you and me. A little bit of joy mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And that's I, a, that's a, not an uncommon or unlikely. I think United Arsenal. Line. It'll be an unsatisfying draw. That I think will be entertaining for the masses, and I'm pretty sure we did a deal with the devil when we started this podcast that the content would be fire, but Arsenal and United would never win again. But the thing is, we called it Prem de la Prem, so I think we're both relegation safe. We can't, we're not changing it to Champ and la Prem, the Prem and the Champ. Champ and the it. Prem, the Buddy Cop series oh, of, of the Premier League. I'll tell you this, we'll cancel Prem de la Prem if one of the teams gets relegated, but we will start up a YouTube pilot called... Champ. Champ in the Prem. Champ in the Prem. One of us is a dog. Well, <laughs> who can talk? <laughs> his name's Prem. There's coke in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just fucking cast myself for uh, that. Well, you know how last season we did a... Uh, who wants to finish in the top four? Uh, this is who's the biggest trash can fire. It's, <laughs> it's gotten relegated a little more, not to use a sensitive word. All right. Anyway, back on topic. Before we get to the footy picks of the please, week, please. let's talk BSE, Big Solar Energy. Patrick, do you have BSE? I do, James. You have Big Solar Energy? Always. Do you feel it more in the morning or the evening? Right in the middle of the day. Got it. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> folks at home, there's a federal tax credit. I don't know if you knew this. 
I learned something. There's a federal tax credit on solar that has just gone from 30% on your purchases to 24%. If my numbers are correct, that's not good. No. But wait. Hold on. Bite your tongue. Solar.com will keep the change. They'll say, keep the change, you filthy animal, <laughs> and rebate that 6% through December 20th. Uh, and if that's not enough to sweeten the deal, just go ahead and slip code PREM19 over the phone to whoever you're talking to and the lovely people at solar.com and tell them, also the new Leeds United blub. And that will earn you $250 off your purchase. The code is valid through the end of the year, at which point Ollie will have a knighthood. So register at solar.com and start your solar project today. Patrick, what was your pick of the week? For the games, the Merseyside Derby. You're going Merseyside Derby. Yeah, dude, it's a it's derbies are fun. They're a lot of energy, and everyone that I get to watch really upsets me. So all the derbies you get to watch? No, the one that Arsenal. Well, you've Arsenal. got plenty of London derby. Oh yeah, they all. They just haven't. Yeah. Been, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they just they just haven't. Things aren't great. I was like, you've got Palace. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it, and it's a it's a derby that delivered, I think, a lot last year. Um, the epic Pickford fumble was that the one at at uh, Anfield as well? I yeah, think the, the so. Pick, the pick six. Yeah. Uh, much much different game this time around, but yeah, it's a it's a fixture I look forward to. It's a it's a good it's a great derby. I think objectively speaking, it's a great derby. Obviously, it was the end of Marco Silver's reign, which we'll get to at the end of the yes. se- at the end of the segment. But five two, the final score. Crazy. Fair assessment of the was a, was it a fair reflection of the game, or do you think uh, there were some incidents and things that didn't go Everton's way? That's a loaded question, James. Why is that? Uh, I think you know exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah, things went Liverpool's way. I don't, I don't subscribe. I don't, I don't hate Liverpool. It was bashing. I don't hate Liverpool, so I don't. I'm not gonna j- make the jump from like the over physical type play to a dirty team. But there's, I think Alexander Arnold pushed uh, Sterling into the barricade a few weeks back before the England yeah. international yeah. trip. Uh, Robertson's Robertson got his, just he's working on his flying elbow. Yeah, he got the flying elbow in, and I think he recently well, pushed somebody into the barricade as well. And so there's regardless of whether little, or not the full. There's definitely some chippiness, but. I don't want to get in. I don't want to throw out words like cheats and, and dirty players. Um, that's up for the people to decide. But yeah. I do think it's time we start talking about the asterisk if uh, Liverpool win the title. Oh, I think that's an absolute joke. Uh, eh, I think it's time to just toss a little subscript. Yeah, Liverpool won the title 2019 uh, 2020, but it was the first season of the VAR. And uh, we saw how that swung the pendulum. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a, that's a tinfoil hat. Right there. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, I'll engage in it, and I'll watch the next game with that ideology. I'll watch the next game thinking that there's something going on behind the scenes. I think the Asterix is a joke. I think that they are, by far, the best team in this league. Mm. I think they are. It's undeniable. Yeah, they're okay. They've lost, they've lost points in one game. Yeah. Yeah, to United. Yeah. But, we'll talk about United later. But they are a phenomenal football team. And the think that it... Phenomenal teams, phenomenal players, they get breaks. It happens in every sport. Every single sport, the elite get a little bit more when it comes to the basically the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And they're going to get that because they're that fucking good. And if you don't like it, I would tell you stop watching sports because it's happened for yeah. throughout history. It's going to continue to happen. Just, just turn off your TV. And I can understand how if I'm a City fan or an Everton fan uh-huh. or United fan, uh-huh. that, that makes your blood boil. Well, you know what? I'll, I understand it. 
I'll, I just don't care. I'll put the shtick down for a second Please. and say, yes, obviously incredibly impressive. Notwithstanding the fact that they played their backup team against Everton in the Merseyside Derby. They sat Firmino, they sat Salah, Ox, and Hendo. In the Merseyside Derby, and it paid off, and yeah. Klopp had himself a moment in the post in the post conference. I didn't see that. It was the all time mega dick shake from from Klopp, where he's like, "Merseyside Derby, gonna rest a few players," and then stomp them five um, two. And I think that's just a testament to Mane, who dictated that game, played some amazing balls in, scored a goal, and uh, he's been their best player of the season. I think he's taken that mantle off of Mo Salah. I think this season is unquestionable. I think probably, maybe even toward the end of last season, uh, Mo yeah. Salah's season the previous year was 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 all time. It was one of the most impressive seasons right. I've ever seen. Right. Um, but I I, I want to pose you this question because I have my own take on it. Um, all things being equal, you get to pick one of them for your team. Who are you taking? Out of the front three. I wasn't considering Firmino a part of that conversation, but feel free Ooh. to pick him if, if you would. I'd be curious, you know, uh, Scott, Will, Phil, curious to hear if you think Firmino uh, takes the cake for you guys. For me, it's Mane all day. Yeah. It's Mane all day. I think he brings that extra aptitude in terms of passing and distributing in a way that Firmino does that Salah just doesn't bring. But again, we've had this kind of debate, you know, like, Trent and uh, Robertson versus Mane and Salah—they're all—they're all amazing players. Yeah, it, you know you're splitting hairs at that point. On the other side of the pitch, Everton is a lackluster bunch, and Marco Silva finally got the sack. Uh, in my mind, for some reason, maybe it's just because he's Portuguese. I like thought he was a good manager, and I'm realizing he was actually pretty shit. Yeah, I get. I mean, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky situation because it's it's Everton's. Everton was a big club in the sense that they were... Ooh, shots fired. Was. I'm just talking in the sense of being in that Champions League discussion. And then they got pushed out of that. And now they're fringe Europa. And now they're mid-table. I mean, they've been they've been on a steady decline. This isn't an overnight thing. And let's not forget, we, uh, we hyped them up pretty heavy over the summer. We I, thought they brought in the right pieces. Moise Keane... Invisible Absent. man. Yeah. Had a chance in that game actually and, and didn't tuck it away. It was insignificant to the to the result, but they're putting him in and he's not tucking him away. And I think it's just one of those cases of players from the Italian league having trouble adjusting to the Prem. Has been a tricky one. Not one that um is insurmountable. Jorginho, I think, is the best recent example. I always I'll always like to give people their first full season, I'm willing to write it off entirely. Okay. At the end of like, I'll be quick to judge in the second season. Oh yeah, we'll get to Fred. Right. <laughs> I'll be quick to judge in the um, in the second season, but Keane, Pepe, James, no, they don't. They don't, I'm not looking at them this year. Yeah. All right. Or That's not fair. making so negative judgment. Right. Or not so positive. Right. Well, I've got James. an I've got an analogy for you. Please. We're calling this segment football to football, where I compare a soccer player to an f- American football player. Great. Yeah. Uh, Theo Walcott is the Kirk Cousins of the Premier League. Okay. Where you like know in the back of your head that he's shit, and then he'll do one thing that's like, oh, that buys him a little bit of time. Like, this this could happen. And then you're like, oh, no, he's actually shit. But maybe, no, 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 he's not good. And this has been his career the entire time uh, at Arsenal and then onwards to Everton. Uh, cruel but fair. 
Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, that's a recurring theme in uh, Prime Bull Prime. <laughs> yeah. And the Arsenal is pretty good. Uh, no, that's. Never that's hit fair. the heights. But yeah. you always think he's got something in the tank. A la Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' record against winning teams is remarkably bad. <laughs> Former Redskin. Former Redskin, great. We don't need to talk about that, though. Just, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but. Look Washington, at the standings. Washington Redskins. NFC East champions. All right. Anything 20, else you have to say? 2019. Let's talk about. Sorry. Um, I, who I, I would mean, you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think it was. Um, I mean, four two is a crazy score line. There was five two. Well, in the first half. I Got mean. it. Yeah. The, the, it's an insane first half score line. Yeah. Um. So it's, I mean, I think that the, the Merseyside Derby delivered. I'm looking forward to the return leg it because was it'll be it'll be in Goodison Park. It'll be in Goodison Park, and you'll have a new coach. Yeah. New thing going on. So on that point, who do you think is who do you think is going to be that coach? What's what's his name? Uh, Duncan Doug, Ferguson. Yeah, Duncan Ferguson. Who is a bruiser on the Everton squad? I mean, I'm excited to see it. Someone tweeted, "Yeah, I'd love to see someone tell him he's not going to be the interim coach anymore when oh. that day finally comes." Yeah, it, it won't happen. Yeah, it's like telling John Terry, "Hey, John, you can't shag your teammates' wives." Um. You really keep going back to the, the only on that player one. <laughs> who's ever done something like that. The old, yeah, not teammates. Uh, David, you Morris, never, David, you Morris never sleep. You never sleep with your teammates. Yeah, wives. no teammates. You cross the line. You cross the you line cross when the you line sleep with a teammate's wife. Yeah, it's despicable. Is blood thicker than water? Well, you want to wear. You want to play for the badge. You know the blood, blood, sweat, and tears. It, lines get blurred. That all makes sense to me. Who uh, David Moyes was tossed around? The red one. Not the chosen one. David Wait. Moyes, is, I think, would be a great fit for Everton. It's like uh, it's like an ex-girlfriend. Why move on when you could just bring David Moyes back? But it's like the safe ex-girlfriend. Right. It's like well, the one that you broke up with years. and was like very amicable. And you're it? like, we love each other, but we might not be in love with each other. And then Yeah, we never hit the heights. And then a few years go by and you're like, you know what? That was just better than this. My parents already met that person. Yeah, yeah so they'll be... They skip a lot of steps. They'll get you back to fourth or fifth. What, what was that trivia you had? He's like the second longest tenured, third longest tenured? Yeah, outside of um, outside of Ferguson and Wenger, he uh-huh. is the longest tenured single club manager in Premier League history. Yeah, he was a perennial fifth place finisher. Yeah, and I, I think that if you had any other option, I wouldn't take him. You know, I think that it's just, I could, it makes sense. There's nostalgia, but I can't imagine Arsenal going back to Wenger. There's even part of you that's probably like, it's Ferguson. Like, you'd probably welcome Ferguson back. But if it's, his time has come and it's gone. I'd love to put him on a touchline for a game. Like a like a weird game show experiment. Like, does he still have the juice? Right. I mean, he, because he went out on top, it's a little bit different. But if a manager has their decline. It's kind of dark, but I'd love to do like a weekend in Bernie's. Oh, you know, just, get, <laughs> just put him out there one last time. Oh man, it, it's he, he comes to most games though, doesn't he? I oh yeah, he's in great shape. Yeah. That man recovered from a brain tumor. That just out of this world. Fucking champion, man. All right, anything else in the Merseyside Derby? I just think Liverpool's unstoppable. Yeah, they sure are. They sure are. Yeah. Although I will say, uh, team with the biggest margin of points gap to blow it was Newcastle United in the 90s against Manchester United. They had eleven. They were 11 points clear in January, and Kevin Keegan did his classic, I'd love it if we beat them. Yeah, he had a famous speech. And uh, United 
stole it back from them. So Liverpool, watch your back. It's premature to call them the title, the title champions right now. Oh yeah, I know. We we both already called them. Yeah, but you got you got to have content. All right. No, I, I I think it's very within their their possibility to piss it away. I think they're a couple key injuries away from. They've been a very healthy team. Yeah, everything's going their way, and they have more than one challenger this time. Shit can happen. It's true. Lester, we won't talk about on this episode, but we are queuing up some guests for you to talk about Lester. That's going to be a must listen. Does it involve an engineer? Does it involve a former player? Yes, both of them are Andy, and he's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. My pick, uh, spoiler alert, United Spurs. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, guys. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm only doing this on a positive day, but let me tell you what. I had a scathing scroll of match notes from United Villa, and thank God we recorded today, because I got to tuck that scroll into the back pocket and be like, not today, old friend. You but it's, see, it's ready, though. You ever see that Simpsons meme with the, where uh, Mo puts oh, the noose yeah. back away? Not, not, today, not today, old, old friend. friend. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't, you didn't delete that, right? It's oh, saved no, in the draft? Save. Okay. okay. It's, it's saved here. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, it was a big game. I mean, there there's a lot of um, a lot of clashes in this like ten day span that we're in. So it's pretty exciting times. Yeah, too, too games close. are flying fast. Mourinho's Mourinho's return. Mourinho's return, and <clears throat> ask any United fan not not just talking <clears throat> subreddit, any United fan, and I think they would have uh, chalked this one up. They would have bet the house on a loss. Mourinho mm. coming back motivated. Spurs. Albeit letting in goals, winning three yeah. of their first three games, Mourinho, United just tying to Villa. But I think what we're realizing is we need some form of like United versus good opposition. It's like the Drake meme, like United versus good opposition, United versus opposition opposition they should beat. Right. And it's just like who turns up on the day. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still an uh, identity thing, confidence thing. I think a lot of those things are going on with United. Uh, but I think that what is, if I'm a United fan, what I would say continues to be a theme is that at home, with their back against the wall, they respond nine times out of ten. Against those big clubs. Okay, so you're saying going into a game with their back against the wall, like a knife-sharpening moment, and then they they respond? It it seems like, especially at home, I mean, and it's it's Arsenal, Chelsea, you got results at, um, this one. You got you're the only team in the league to, to get points, points off yeah, Liverpool. You did like at home. I do. Right? I do agree with you. I think the only reason where I, I hesitate to say that or fully agree is because I thought Villa was a must-win for Ollie. Oh, that, and that, yeah, I think that's a so like back against there. the wall. Like we still didn't pull it out. But yes, exactly to your point. Our best results, it's clear to see now, have been against the teams that will have a go against United and let us play our game. Maybe, but I also do think it's a mentality thing of. There's, I think that there's there's pride at stake when they're playing those larger clubs, and they respond well to that. And I think there's almost fear of meeting expectations against some of those smaller clubs. Yeah, I think, you're, it, I think and, you're spot on. And it, and, it, and it drives that divide. And if they can just bridge that gap, yeah. And then they then they should start handling their business. So I think that these these are positive signs. I would say I, games like these. I think you're spot on, and I think people take the piss of Ollie when he gives the same post match every time after a bad result where he goes. Well, you know, they're young lads and they're improving every week and like I like what I'm seeing mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, yeah, but you need we're Man United, we need to win. It's not that what he's saying isn't true. 
you know, it keeps right. harping on how they're young and inexperienced, and it's like that's a very big factor. I did, I did have something for you on this because um, you mentioned previously the media bias against against Ollie. I didn't really pay attention to it because I just thought, well, he is kind of shit. So I mean, they're not really wrong to say he's kind of shit. And then you kept bringing it up, kept bringing it up. I noticed they were comparing managers over this past weekend. Okay. And they were comparing win rates of three managers. Pochettino, yeah. Emery, and Ollie. Yeah. Pochettino and Emery in the 40-some-odd percent. Ollie in the, like, 24%. Since permanent appointment. Right. Yeah. Excluding the work that he did to get him yeah. permanently appointed. Like it doesn't matter. Where his win rate brings him perfectly in par with those Like it men. doesn't matter. Yeah. I love so people. I, that was. I just want to say that there is some credence to this, because what is the point of saying? Well, he was an official manager. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, I agree. It's bull, it's, uh, that that is bullshit. Yeah, they're spinning. Uh, I'm, the I'm telling you, man. I think people, people love to set up managers at big clubs to fail. You hey, saw. You saw it at Emory. Yeah. It started real fast. Ollie, yeah. uh, who's never been really counted as a manager who deserves time at United. Like, you see it. But we won't stand on that pedestal. Yes. The game itself, Rashford, uh, there's a little debate going around. Did he elevate his game versus Mourinho to prove a point, or is he just a big game player? We can talk about Rashford. You, you and I can go yeah. 12 rounds on him. But uh, speaking of 12, he's 12 goals in 13 games for club and country. And I think he is having that breakout season that was required of him. He is a problem. I, I don't entirely agree. Okay. Well, in, inconsistency, or what are you saying? Inconsistency, I mean, I think he's got an absolute rocket of a shot. and He can seemingly put it home from wherever he wants, if he feels like it. Okay. And he takes a lot of opportunities. Okay. I think he is Moving not nearly over. as good as people think he is. Ooh. I think he has a lot of the Aguero syndrome in him when he gets a little single-minded. But he could grow out of that. The legend, Sergio Aguero? Yeah. Appreciate that comparison. <laughs> no, the single-mindedness. It's a callback to our last episode. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah single-mindedness. Yeah. you got to let me have a go. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, then you, but you know that I can't come all right, back. Well, this will make you happy. Rashford but, took all the headlines. I think Fred was man of the match. Oh, I agree entirely. And again, this is like a Fred with McTominay versus Fred without McTominay. And he's and he's doing things at the end of the game, like seeing out the game. Like I, the yeah. last the last five he ten minutes was Fred. Fred just it was Fred, insane. Fred closed the game. It was Tottenham insane. did not. You know, they always say you're going to get a couple more chances. They're going to pack it. And he, and it that's why the Premier League's the, the the league of all the late goals is because teams just pack it in and they just absorb pressure for five to ten minutes. Yeah. and it's on. And Fred broke that shit up. All we need is to send Fred to, like, Sergio Ramos summer school, where, like, if you get tapped, you just go down for five minutes. If he can just incorporate that shithouser into his game, unstoppable Brazilian in our midfield. Yeah, I... I, I also think I canceled him, like, five weeks ago, so... You did cancel him five yeah. weeks ago. I think that I've been... And I, I... You'll think it's because I want... I thought he was shit and I want him to play for United. I, I've always liked Fred. I don't think I've ever slagged him off. I kind of make jokes at his expense, but like I don't like he's he's an industrious player in that midfield. His he's skewing back towards respectable. I still don't. I think the jury's out on whether or not he's long term Man United quality. I think right now he's a player who's enjoying the McTominay partnership. I, could, I see Son- him like a like a he could be like a um, what's it like a Musa Dembele, like that effective. Different kind of player, but a little different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, shout out that. 
Or Sissoko. The or best, something like that. The best Fred at United is no longer Fred the Red, the mascot who would not play football. He'd be in like Sissoko. Yeah. I'm liking that take. Also not like body type, but... He's a little chonk. I'm saying, like, he's, <laughs> he's got to he's lean down. He's got a down. chonk. Yeah, but once he's got to lose more... 25 pounds by Sunday. Well, he's got to play more than once a month to yeah. get a little bit tight. Well, the man's in. playing forward passes. Uh, Spurs, is, it feels like one moment of brightness came again through the spark plug that was Deli Alley. And I want to ratchet my take up and start the theory in the Twitter sphere and Gramosphere that Pochettino was keeping the real Deli Alley chained up in the basement of the Spurs stadium. And then Mourinho <laughs> shows up and he's like, are you Deli or his brother? So you think the story was real? I think there is a clone or maybe fraternal slash identical Deli twin that played for Spurs uh, at the end of Pochettino's reign. Yeah. I'm not buying that. Though I will say, I think that this is... Um, it, it upsets me that I didn't predict this, but they could, they're could they a perfect match, man. I Deli think that, and Mourinho. I think yeah. Deli responds to like... Somebody telling him he can't do something and like kind of pushing it. I, like I could see Deli was, he, he always seems to kind of just have a yeah. little bit of edge when people are like, yeah. he's he's not gonna back down. Well, he's gonna raise himself. I and s- I think Mourinho. That's I mean look at uh, look at the players that he worked with so well at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They all kind of had that like, yeah yeah fucking yeah. challenge. That, me. Like, we'll see what tell happens. Me, yeah. Tell me. Yeah. And then they grow that respect for each other. Right. Right. Yeah. And then it's like. Oh, all right. Fuck you. And then oh, you go. We're on yeah. the same level. Yeah. Well, yeah. I sent you that article of uh, how Mourinho would treat his players. And it would be like, he would be so close and lovey-dovey, and then just stonewall them at practice the next day. And I feel like Delhi, exactly to that point, is the kind of person who responds to that psycho tactic. Yeah, keep him guessing. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he, yeah. oh, Delhi's all in. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a terrifying thing, because he, he is, he's always been a talented player. Yeah. I think couldn't always piece it together, uh, but he's got an already, I think, close to 60 goals in the Premier League. Most he's, important player for Spurs right now. Yeah, right now, yeah. Right now, right now that's fair. That guy fit and playing. A um, couple of Mourinho moments in the game. The Dan James tackle on Mourinho on the sideline. I thought Dan James should have been sent off. That man is going to die <laughs> at Old Trafford. <laughs> like, you got to love his heart, but man, like, they should literally... He's going to die on a football player. He should put on the helmet head if they could do it Give to an outfield... Give him the Jack helmet! If they could do it to an outfield player. How aerodynamic is it? I, don't I know, never saw that, Czech run a straight line. Yeah, that hair can't be that aerodynamic to begin with. It, yeah, can't, strap, it might actually get more aerodynamic. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, strap I see what him you're into the helmet, number 21. Yeah, he is a fucking problem. Yeah, well, credit to Mourinho for not going down. Yeah. They had VAR. <laughs> <laughs> Those studs up. I saw it. Oh, my God. Was that even a foul? On. Outer Wild? No, I think it was he knocked the ball out and then contact through. Oh, James. okay. But, but the ball went halfway down the fucking field, I thought. I don't think it was a foul, oh, okay. but uh, I mean, point no. being, James went into Mourinho's near. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mourinho was like, "Fuck!" Like millions of people watching, I cannot fall over. Yeah, it's like when you stub your toe, and it's like, "Don't cry, don't cry." <laughs> oh, but I thought, but also I could see him doing a a full on roll, hand up on his back, <laughs> clutching it, and then just w- walking up with a smile and then like waving to the crowd. <laughs> like, I can see him fucking killing something like show that. business, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might not like it, but that's show business, baby. Um, I don't know if you have things you want to talk about on this. I'm, one more. Oh, please. I have one more silly thing. Yes. Okay, so I, I like this. I don't know if other people picked up on this. Ollie and Mourinho at the end of the game. You know, like when they blow the whistle and you yeah, do the yeah, handshake. Yeah. I noticed a little bit of like alpha contest where Ollie was like 
ooh, what's Mourinho going to do? So Mourinho shakes his hand and kind of like pats him on the face, like, good boy, you won. And then all he's like, oh, he patted me on the face, I got I to gotta pat him back. And there's like an awkward like pat on the head that going back to Mourinho. You got to go back to the tape on it. It's That's great. too good. Ollie's like, oh, I'm going to pat you back. <laughs> oh, fuck, I missed that. Um, what do you got? I'm going to hold your feet to the fire here. You ooh. love talking. Uh-oh. Referees, you love talking VAR. I, I hate talking referees. Pen or no pen? Oh, okay. The penalty on... I, I figure people know what we're talking about. I'm okay. not used to leading and driving the conversation. Uh, Rashford goes into the box. I think it's Davinson Sanchez. Um, there is a coming together. I think there is a world of jurisdiction that is smart gamesmanship, but also a penalty. And I think that falls into that category. Okay. I think you can notice when a player does something reckless, Davinson Sanchez, and exploit it. And I think it falls in that category. I agree. That's it. Yeah, fair enough. But I want to get your take on it. All right. I don't know that that would have been the same. What's your if take on it? I of mean, course it a, wouldn't have been my take if it was yeah, a different team. It's a, it's Bias, a, baby. I mean, it's a, it's a dive, but it's a smart one. You know, it's not like a... It's not a situation where he saw fucking, um, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> it's not like what? It's not like he went to ground. It's not like he went to ground before the contact came, but he knew there's, he's, that never sends you to the ground. Yeah. He knew, a, and he knew a position to put himself in that would have sent him to the ground. That's so you, point. like. You want to call it a dive? I mean, I, I think it's a dive, but I think it's it's a part of the game, for better or worse. I think someone like Mo Salah does it very, very well. You're right about that. But You are right about that, my friend. Yeah. All right, we are at the fan pick of the week, and they didn't respond primarily because we didn't send out the poll. It's rude. But I just have a feeling that they would have picked Arsenal Brighton. Yeah, it's funny how you got I'm, that feeling. I'm asking for the energy LAFC style from the fans, and they're telling me Dolly Dolly, Arsenal, Freddie, Brighton. Talk me through it. Talk you through it. Well, actually, um, no. I'll, I'll start. Why don't I start? Yeah. With you, a question. You, you can't tell, give me that game and say talk me through it and expect it to hey, go yeah, anywhere. Talk me through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw what was running this, through your mind. This one needs to be... Steerly driven onto the tracks. Okay, well, I'm ready to go. This. Let me start with this. It's a question. Was Emery overperforming a la Mourinho taking United to second place a couple seasons ago? Was he out kicking his coverage? No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that there's, uh, I mean, first of all, I, I'll, I'll get into some other stuff later, but I think the squad is the squad, and I think that that is, um, Emery became kind of the villain for it, much in the way Mourinho did. Uh, but I don't think that Emery was still doing all the, the right things. And I think that there are some things that Freddie is already doing better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What, but I don't, what? I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go off and say, um, it was all Emery. Yunberg is a, is, is, is like a, a gift from the heavens. Okay. Well, without getting too far yeah. into it, what's he doing better that you've noticed? Because I think I the think, story of the moment is same old Arsenal. Why don't yeah shine a light on some of the things that are going better? I think, not having to go. Yeah, I think that um, just general positional awareness has improved. I think that, frankly, Granite Jaka is a large part of that, and I'm surprised he's back in the team. 
um, this early. I think that a reason that I'm willing as an Arsenal fan to embrace it yet again is this is the third straight manager he's had where myself and a million others say, how the hell is he making it into the team every single week? And if there's three managers doing that, are they are they all crazy? Or well, we have three different professional football managers that are crazy and a Swiss manager that's giving him the captaincy and starting him in the same role. Four professional football managers are crazy. Well, we were kind or of we're missing something. We were kind of talking about this uh, off the air. You got three hold. You got three recognized holding midfielders. El Nenny's on loan. Bless up. Mm, best w- one Serrera, who we acknowledge is a decent soccer player, and then you're flipping a coin between Jacques and Ganduzi. So it's not all too shocking. No, I, and, and and yeah, and like after that, quite literally on the depth chart would be an Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Calum Chambers, or David Louise. playing all, out of position. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can make the case that Chambers okay. could play there, but um, you, you, the, the point remains the same. He's, it's not like he's up against any world beaters. Or you're pulling up someone from the academy. Right. Uh, I think there's still questions to be asked of Unibrug's selections and some of his choices that he's made. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. I think when you saw Emery leave, you were like, finally, Tyranny's going to play left back. Uh, we're going to try Pepe, Laka, and Aubameyang up front. Um I forget the other combinations Arsenal fans have been calling for, but that hasn't been the case. Yeah, so peculiar, peculiar. I'm always like, I'm not. If if we can't turn on the manager's choices two games into a stint, he's our interim manager. I don't think that we're all expecting him to be the full time manager, especially after the first two results. Hoping that he can see us through to the summer. That seems like we're in the best candidate. Yeah, don't fall even if he does well. Right. I'm telling you, man, I've been on the other end. There's don't fall into that. There's track. nothing more that I want than for Freddie Humberg to be the next Pep Guardiola. And it's just it's perfect. But the odds of that happening for someone who has never managed before, mm-hmm. stepping into this Arsenal side mm-hmm. and doing that, are astronomically set against him. Tell him to go win the Norwegian I want, <laughs> I want nothing more for it to happen. It would be the coolest story. I just I it's a very hard road for him. It's a hard road. To so I want to just kind of give him the year, see how it goes, and then, you know, we'll take it from there. You said peculiar as to why he's not picking these players, playing these formations. I want to probe you on that. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that um, you certainly expected Pepe to come into the team. Um, Tierney felt like the no-brainer. Well, here's the thing that I really will take exception to on that. It's the timing of the sacking. Um you had the international break, and so you fire, you fire Emery on a Friday, having played Thursday, with a game on Sunday. Tierney played ninety minutes in that game Thursday. Yeah, I don't mind starting Klasnach, and then today, I, I thought I thought he was fantastic on both these two games. I thought he was I was he, I thought he was one of the most ambitious players on Arsenal going forward, and I think that it's very clear. You're talking Klasnach? Yeah, I think it's tried his best to get that goal disallowed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's. He's he's always going to be peculiarly placed on the field, and he's but he's that that guy with a full head of steam is terrifying. And Arsenal, frankly, are just doing things too slow. There's not enough creativity, so at least he's just bombing that shit up the field, right? And he's getting subbed out in both games for Tierney. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's going to be a rotation. Tierney's 22. He wasn't fit after the summer. I'm not w- worried about that. Um, Pepe not starting is just strange. It's just strange, especially when he comes on in this an in instant impact. Training ground, 
work it's, ethic. I mean, it's it, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, but you know, with the team that Arsenal play, Pepe and Ozil might. I mean, I think that they would be so good together. And I mean, I think that you start to, you need to start having the conversation about potentially dropping Aubameyang or Lacazette or rotating them Ooh. with Pepe if you're going to start Ozil. Like, I, and if I just don't see how Arsenal is good with Pepe, Lacazette, Aubameyang, and then Joe Willock trying to yeah. be the gap between people that aren't yeah. ambitious at going for it. Oh. But the lineup's peculiar. The things that I think that they've done better, I thought they've defended better. They had a horrible problem in that first, the first goal. At, at Norwich. Seems like Louise is still having his usual clangers, whether or not they're getting punished for it. Yeah, I mean, I, it, there's... Look, Burnt Leno's the most overworked keeper in world football. It's, it's He's getting absolutely pummeled. And we're lucky that they're putting 70% of their shots right in Burnt Leno's frame. Yeah, I, I mean, think about all the clangers that, that they haven't been punished for. You know, the ones that they do get punished for make all the waves, but, like, there's a dime a dozen of ones that they don't get caught for. And sure, but I mean, I'm just looking at the 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 goals today. It's kind of like a scrum off a set piece mm. that gets put away, and then balls on the wing. Great cross, great finish. And I think I'm willing to get beat. You'll give those up to. I'm I'm willing to get beat when there's it's a class goal. What about the Jaka giveaway in the last minute? It's yeah, it's shit. You know, it's bad. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's, it's it's we we know who Granite Jaka is, and if he's going to be the one that's going to. I mean, it's, it's a shitty thing. If he's going to be the one to steady the <laughs> ship, but he's also the most likely to just throw something yeah, away. Yeah. But, I mean, the numbers were forward there. You know, hopefully it's something you get better on. You know, I'm just do trying f- to find positives at this point, too. Do you feel better about the work ethic? Do you feel like it's No. Improved? No. Why? I thought I thought that the, the first game at home under Eumberg, yeah, I mean, you got to start asking questions to the players now. It's like, are you that apathetic? Is the only way that you you, you start playing – by getting booed at home after Emery got fired, because you know they're not booing Freddie. Yeah, they're not booing Freddie, and they're yeah, still this time booing. around. You knew it's on you, and then you wake up and you come guns blazing out in the second half. I thought they played great after they conceded the goal, but if that's the trigger, that's your motivating factor. You still have a group of apathetic players, it's and that's weird. a problem. Yeah, and that means if it, it seems like there's times where even Aubameyang is kind of a little bit checked out, or the, the frustration comes earlier, it comes easier. Um, then there's more pressure to do the right things or what your teammates are expecting you to do. Mm-hmm. I think Willock played a really poor ball on a 4v4 break, and all of Ozil, uh, Lacazette, and Aubameyang were screaming at him. Just and Ozil, hands. Wo- like, Willock knew he made the wrong decision, literally collapsed to the ground. Like, and it weighs on him. It's a, it's a desperate team. Yeah. Look at the, like Lacazette's goal, his celebration. He was pumping his fist like crazy. Yeah. It's a desperate team. Yeah. And they are dying for some results. Living by the highs and lows. Yeah, but I don't think that they're putting in the work ethic or it's not an organized work ethic. Yeah. And when you're not organized, you get frustrated. When you're frustrated, you're not going to work as effectively. And they got holes. You're not hungry when you're... Yeah. You're not you. You're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. It's... Like, it's... it's Snickers. Prem- I don't Prem- even know if I can call it an impressive result from Brighton because I don't think it's that challenging to get points at the Emirates. I don't think no. it's that challenging. I think to get, they came into it and they were like, yeah, let's win this one. I don't think it's that challenging to take points no. off Arsenal. No. So it, it's not intimidating. I don't. In in I mean, it's it's literally why I love the Premier League and also Arsenal's the same falling thing about Old Trafford. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 yeah. killing me now. But it's why right. I love the league. Well, we can let it go unless there was something you wanted to talk about. Beyond no, this. no. I mean, I just I think the last thing I would say is you know I I'll speak on Emery's time at Arsenal. It was a 
it was something that doesn't work out from for, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I do take exception to the amount of stick he's getting. I think he handled himself with class. Yeah. I think he was. He never mailed it in. He was trying to do the job. He was trying to get the fans on side. He was trying to get everybody on side the whole time. Uh, respect the work he did. Wish him nothing but the best. Tried to do a job. Obviously wasn't a good fit. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people slagging him off, and I'm not about that. I cannot like, wait. As a man. like he, He's fired. Oh, we got what we wanted. No, it's over. No, football fans are the fucking worst. Right. I cannot wait for the Emery return game with his new team coming back to the Emirates, and he goes full Mourinho, just heel turn. Oh. Can you picture Emery doing the ear cup? Oh, the just the, the oh yeah, he'll do a, a this chin horrible, rub. horrible, horrible radio. But yeah, it it didn't. I mean, it's fucking amazing TV, right? Arsenal can see the goal, and you just cut to Emery, and he's just stroking his chin like, yeah, that yeah. was not the plan. And like, yeah, you're like, like, what would a stereotypical '90s sitcom character do? <laughs> All right, Emery, go. <laughs> yeah, he didn't help himself in the way of public perception. Right, but let's spare the yeah. fans any more ruminations on Arsenal and bring it to what I believe is a new series of segments. That you've mm. This one's called Let Them Eat Crow. This is when... Word play on last names, I like Yeah, that. and it's not just a clever name, because it's what we're going to do. This is where we take I have old, the crow prepared right here. The old takes that um, didn't work out, and we eat crow. Um, okay. With the first segment, we actually didn't name this. This is the second episode. The first one was when we had Mark on the podcast and asked him about uh, his Leicester City being relegated. That all, was the first let them eat crow. And he did eat crow, and um, and yeah, it's, that's a bad take. Yeah, we mailed him a crow. <laughs> and so the second crow is going to mate. I said at the beginning of the year, Newcastle, we're going to finish 20th. I'm eating crow on that take. Because they're finishing 19th. No, I am... This is not my... This is not the degenerate district, but I am locking them to stay up. So it's like a freebie if you want to take that bet. It's just like yeah, free money. All right, well, yeah, Newcastle will come back around. And so that's me. Can I can I pile into this? Yes. Do you have a crow moment? Uh, my medium take at the beginning of the season was Arsenal will be competing for the title till March, then fall off into fourth place. <laughs> that is... Is that going to happen? Wait, wait, no, no. I don't know we got to eat crow yet, James. Arsenal will be competing for the title till March. It's not March. That's kind of assuming, like, off the bat, they're going to hit the ground running. It's assuming they'd never lose or draw another game until March. But how perfect Arsenal would that be if they pull it all together, have a title run going in March, and then fall off to fourth place? I'd take what it. What an insane season. <laughs> I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> right where you belong. Yeah. I mean, it would Players be, looking at each other. Home is where the heart is. Fourth place. It would quite literally be basically Arsenal's last 15 years in a single season. <laughs> Greatest hits. Yeah, basically. They are the best. All right. Okay. But, new segment alert. Back to back. I'm giving you a new one. It's called the bird feeder. So we just ate crow, and I got a bird feeder. I got a new take for you. I'm full. Kevin De Bruyne will break Thierry Henry's assist record this year. He is on nine assists. Henry holds the season assist record? With 20. De Bruyne is on nine. He's on nine. I'm surprised he hasn't broken it already. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. That's my new take for you. It's bird probably like feeder, a Okay, so bird feeder is where you su- supplant the eaten crow. Yeah, because last season we like we like are we at the end of the end of the year I'm like it's like match week 30 and I'm trying to defend my Lukaku's got a shot at the golden boot take. You know, like I wish I could have changed that in December. The rest of mine are still in play. Jack Grealish for the England team? Like that one. And um uh, Ruben Neves, Neves from the, the halfway line. 
That one's going to be live until match week 38. I might have to eat crow next week. I think I said Arsenal were going to lead the league in goals scored. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what my other ones were. Yeah, Arsenal, we were very complimentary over the summer. Uh, I think that... I said David Luiz was the sign of the summer. Fire oh, up, yeah. Fire up some more crow. <laughs> y- y'all got any more of that? Do you have a new bird feeder for the people? No. Okay. I'm perfect. You're just going to hop onto mine. Yeah, yours is fine. It's a good one. It's really good. it's right down the middle because I think he's like probably on pace for like twenty yeah, or twenty one. Okay. What do you got? I'm looking at trivia. Yeah, so I got trivia, but this is new trivia, James. Um, these are new types of trivia that like I've that never repeated trivia. I've never given you before because they are games within a game. So this is a trivia game, and I got three new seg subsegments. New three subsegments. Three new subs. Try saying that five times fast. So the first one is a Mary Fuck Kill. About Premier League substitutes. So, I'm going to give you three players and three records that they hold. And you have to match the player to the record. So it's not a marry, fuck, kill. But yeah, one of them is... A, one of the stats you would marry, one of them you'd fuck, and the other you'd kill. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, the, so it's subjective. Oh yeah, you have to match. Well, no. The, oh, it's what you want. I have to no, guess no, 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 no. These are records about substitutes in the Premier League. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the names of the players. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the three records that they hold. Okay. That each one of them holds one. Okay. But it's not a game of Mary Fuck Kill. It's just three things. Yeah, okay. And I'm giving you options. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, just you, you really picked that title apart. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, these three players hold the record for the most subbed on Premier League player. Okay. The most subbed off Premier League player. Okay. And the most goals... As a substitute player. Okay. Currently active in the Premier League? All time. All time. Premier League records. Got it. So it's not like first okay. within recency bias history. Um, the three players are Peter Crouch. Yeah. Ryan Giggs. Yeah. And Jermaine Defoe. In the records they hold, most subbed on player, most subbed off player, and most Premier League goals as a sub. Walk me through it. I'm going to go Jermaine Defoe, most Premier League goal Goals is up. That's correct. A. Uh, do I need to give you rationale? He's a striker. He would get subbed on, and I know he's got a great goal scoring record. That's good. Brings it to Peter Crouch. Subbed. We're on to subbed in and subbed out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Ryan Giggs. Most subbed in. Peter Crouch. Wrong. Ryan Giggs most subbed out. You should have known I was having a go. Ooh, yeah, I know, you're right. I should have I should have incorporated that bias. I kept my devilish smile into, inside yeah. until the end of that. Into, into his 30s, he was definitely getting yeah hauled off yeah. those legs, but hey. And Crouchy was kind of a little bounced around, and he was... Most subbed in. Yeah, just think about the... When, when you got to change up the game. Yeah, yeah I he also holds the record um, for most headed goals in Premier League history. Yeah. And so you think about that, get the big guy out there, launch it in. Believe that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'd absolutely... Best celebration in Premier League history. Oh, yeah. The robot. The guy killed it. Watch us on uh, New Year's Day. I'll be doing this live. You guys can see it. Oh, man. So we got to do pre-match. We're going to be so hungover. We got to do pre-match, match, halftime report, match. We're going to figure out the post-game. form. I think it's... Interviews. Instagram Live. Facebook Live. We got to sort out. Maybe Par- YouTube. Partnership with NBC Sports. We'll be kind of in the bottom corner. I'll take this say- one. I'll take this one, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? Um... This one is a true or false, and this one is um, subjective. <laughs> true or false? 
<laughs> Marcus Rashford is the new Mo Salah. True or false? Uh, false, because they're not comparable. Wrong, that is true. Only in the diving sense. Moving on to my third. <laughs> moving on to my third. Um, you just Billy on the street in me. Yeah. <laughs> moving on to my third new subsection. This one is called Whale vs. Plankton. And in Whale vs. Plankton, I'm going to give you... You a whale or plankton? Basically. Plankton or what? I'm going to give you one one person, team, or thing, and then a bunch of people, teams, and things. And you have to tell me which weighs more. The sum of whatever that one is or all the plankton. In pounds? In whatever the metric is we're doing. Got it. So whale versus plankton. Got it. Who has more saves okay. in the Premier League this season? Burn Leno. Burnt Leno. Yes. Or... The combination Burn Leno. of Keppa, Ederson, and Lloris. Whale or Plankton? <laughs> it's Leno. It's not. Okay. It's not that bad. So you just set it up for me. Yeah, but he has 66 saves in the Premier League, which is the most. These three guys... He's the most saves in the Prem? Yes. Okay. Which is... Um, just where's, where's he at on clean sheets? Probably fucking like the way bottom. <laughs> He's given up fucking a million goals. I'm saying he's under assault. The Arsenal defense no, should he is be pinned down, criminally charged, and he needs air support. It's more on the midfield, but I'm speaking enough about that. Okay. Um, but traditionally speaking, the winner of uh, most saves in the season is the team that finishes right about tenth. Yeah, gets a gift card to Denny's. Yeah, they're they're just about tenth okay. is usually where that keeper is. All right, well, because they're getting. Mm, I think that checks out. Yeah. Yeah, just about tenth. Yeah. Negative I, goal difference. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. None of these surprise me. All right. Whoa, easy. All I'm saying is I bet you that if you went on, this I'll actually do my own research, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it that the winner of the most saves in the Premier League finished ninth, tenth, or eleventh, eighty percent of the time in the Premier League history. We'll check back next week. You got some homework now. Yes, yeah, so that was Will vs. Plankton. Those are my three trivia's. All trivia's, love it. I like how you introduced a nice little element to each one. Yeah. Let's move it right along <laughs> to some more standard segments. Freak yeah. of the week. Do you have a freak of the week? Yeah, I'm going back two weeks because we are in two game week territory with okay. this episode. I gotta go. I gotta go with James Ward Prose. Um, <laughs> this dude. Walk me through this one. This dude um, steps up, take a penalty. It's against gonna Arsenal. be bad radio, but I'm on a gear. Takes bad, uh, bad for you. He, t- he steps up to take a penalty against Arsenal. Uh, deserved penalty, Callum. And smashes it into Burnt Leno. Burnt Leno's first penalty save. And then he hits the rebound home. He then goes and hits the full pinwheel, throw it down, Ronaldo silencer in the corner. After he got a penalty shot saved. And the Southampton players were laughing like they knew it was coming. This man... Actually had a banger of a free kick earlier this year and did the silencer as well. Not a ter- not a bad player. Yeah, but I think he's just a walking troll. Yeah, it was and it was hilarious. objectively hilarious, but subjectively I hated it. Deep so down, for those two reasons, he's getting deep down. You wanted to be like that NFL player who who hit the silencer after like a sack on the quarterback and just blew out his ACL. <laughs> no, I didn't wish to. it. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, just riled them up. <laughs> uh, so he's my I mean, freak of the week. How the about em- you? The Emirates has, has seen a few laughs this season, warranted or not. Yeah, and quite uh, a few. My freak of the week is Steve Bruce and his Newcastle backroom staff. You know how we talked about Steve Bruce always being between firings instead yep. of being uh, between jobs. So basically, 
This man has adapted. He's assessed his surroundings. And modern modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> he has appointed a backroom staff with all the same name. Wait, what? The assistant manager, the first team coach, the head scout, the goalkeeping coach are all named Steve. <laughs> so when Mike Ashley stumbles his fat, bald head into the room and says, Steve, it's time to go. They're going to be like, yeah, that's Steve. <laughs> Fuck talking about me. All right, goalkeeping coach Steve, time to go. Well, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp are battling it out in the fields. Yeah. Steve Bruce was scouring his contract. <laughs> Reading all the red lines. Reading the fine print. Seeing the clauses. Seeing his safety nets. He's always prepared. And this is just another great move. One of the most illustrious managers. Steve demands Nando's every Wednesday. Wow, didn't see that clause. <laughs> yeah, Pep builds a club in, in his image. In terms and conditions, Wednesdays is every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> he just slots in the Wednesdays. He's like, once a week ain't bad for Nando's. <laughs> every day is Wednesday. Yeah, so that's my freak. That's a great freak. I got a minute culture for you. I only got one, but it's a doozy. UEFA... Um, on a serious note, we know has plenty of issues with tackling racism mm. in the games. Of course. Uh, so Euro 2020, in partnership with UEFA, released a press release today that said, we at uh, UEFA expect Euro 2020 to be free of racism. And it's like, job done, lads. <laughs> Sick press release. Was well, that was all it said? We expect, like, it's like a, like a... We demand. Like you're scolding? Like, yeah, like, hey, no racism. And that's it. That's how you address it these days. What are sanctions when a strongly worded email suffices? I'll tell you, James, it doesn't always work like that. Strongly worded emails don't get things done. Yeah, per my last. Put it on a press release, still won't get Official done. Official letterhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wave a bunch of clowns. I got a minute culture for you. Okay. Oh, okay. So. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> Did you put that on the Instagram? No, but I will. Yeah, you need to because yeah. these people need to know why it's yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. for us. Oh, I got to repost that. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> so, I don't know all the details, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic gets a statue built for him outside the stadium of his boyhood club. Is it like the Ronaldo statue? No, it's actually... Well, it's him with his shirt That on. was the original Freak of the Week. It was. That Ronaldo statue. <laughs> that should be the logo for the Freak of the Week segment. <laughs> we'll just get, a, get, get the intern going. We'll, we'll get, get all, the, all the segments posted on Insta and all yeah, that. But, yeah. um, so, he comes up through this academy. Goes on to be one of the most successful players from the academy, I'm sure. Didn't play for that club for all that long, though. Because he went to Milan at a relatively young age. Okay. So, fast forward maybe two weeks... Zlatan buys a minority stake in this club's, like, Derby rival. Okay. Saying the Malmo fans will understand. They know it's just business. Buy There's no hard feelings. Buys a stake in the rival team club. Next day, Zlatan Steyer's statue's getting burned down by oh, the Malmo fans. People don't forget. And they're, like, smashing it up, doing everything. I don't know if it actually got burned down, if there's just, like, flames in and around people it. People don't forget. My question is, whose side are you taking? Zlatan... The Malmo fans or the statue? Why are you buying a stake in a rival team? Of all the business ventures, I'm, I'm I gotta go with the fans on this one. He's doing it because he's Latin. I gotta go with the fans on this one. He's doing it to piss people off. He's always the heel. Yeah, I mean, 
I will say if the Michael Jackson statue is still standing outside Fulham, I think we got to reprioritize which ones we're burning down. But uh, yeah, I'm going with the fans on this one. Yeah, I I am too. It's just a dumbass move. It was his Laton move. He surely he could have bought a stake in Mama. They'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's that time. It's goal of the week and goal of the month. And I'm gonna go back, Jack. Do it again to match week 14. I'm going Kevin De Bruyne. The volley, sweet as a nut, against Newcastle. That's mine as well. And it's also my goal of the month. Oh, wow. It's my November goal of the month. It's my goal of the week. It was Vincent Company-esque, except instead of spurring them on to a title, they tied 2-2 against Newcastle. He fucking slammed it home. Yeah, that was, was amazing. A, it was so good. I mean, it, yeah, I could gush about that, that man. Made Jack Grealish's goal against Man U, like it never even happened. That's funny, James, because um, De Bruyne shared my goal of the week. Oh. My goal of the month is, um, let me see what I wrote down, Grealish bamboozling De Gea. Erroneous. Um, I wrote this when I was upset. Right bamboozling about, De Gea. I wrote this around 2.15 this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ooh, I don't know why, but a goal of the month just popped into my <laughs> noggin. Uh, but honestly, it was a pretty amazing goal. Did came off looking like a cross, put in an amazing place, makes your take look great. He is the most fouled player in the Premier League this year. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm pretty on my stats this episode. Most punched player, I think, in English football history. I can't imagine someone's got two, of so he's at decade. least tied. Oh, of the decade, at least for tied sure. for first, for sure. Yeah, punch of the decade. Was was the punch a foul? I don't think so. It doesn't count towards his foul numbers. No, I don't know. I think the guy's in prison, but yeah, yeah well, not foul. Probably should be um, party foul. Ruined my buzz. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it was a sexy goal, in all honesty. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Let's wrap it up. What better place? The floor is yours. Degenerate District. So, guys, I missed a week, so I actually have an extra one for you this week. Ooh, double down. Um, which is a, it's, it's a spice of meatball. It's not a lock or a crock. <laughs> uh, full disclosure. It's neither I, a lock nor a crock. <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> because I am a man Let's of the Let's introduce people, another one to this. I just want to say for the, for the people, to be fair, true, and transparent, I did pick Arsenal to win this week as my lock, and Arsenal to keep a clean sheet as my crock. So I did catch an L this week. Wait, hang on. In match week 14 you did? Yes. It was a prove me wrong Arsenal to beat Norwich, and they didn't prove you wrong. No, 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 no. The um, the one prior. No, the one the one after. The one that just got played. The the We didn't have an episode for this match week. Yeah. So I'm saying my pick for this match week was a loss. I'm being honest with my constituents. What was the pick? Arsenal to win today. Oh, today? Oh, yes. so in your head this was your pick. Yes, yes. I didn't oh. give it to the folks. I easily could have cowered so and what, said there was no pick this week, kept my record intact, but I'm being I appreciate honest. that. So what was your pick on our last episode for match week 14? Do you remember? Um, Palace over Burnley. It was a great one. It was a, it was a... Yeah, there you go. That was a plus pick, yeah. So now you can claim credit for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a, that was a phenomenal pick. All right. And the Arsenal pick is an emotional one. Right, you should know if I pick Arsenal. Don't fucking take that game. All right, calm down. All right. Lock of the week. I forget who they're playing because I wrote verses and stopped. But Newcastle plus 160 Doesn't at matter. home. Doesn't matter. They're playing Southampton. Yeah. For a lock. Plus 160 at home. I like what Newcastle is doing. Southampton's a beatable team. And Southampton, I think, will open it up trying to get points at Newcastle. And I think that plays in Newcastle Newcastle's just hands. beat Sheffield United away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's, my, that's my lock of the week. Like it. Croc. And I actually think this is a good bet. A draw at the Manchester Derby, plus 450. 
Draws are uh, draws are always tough. Like three way money lines inherently are tough. I like the spread on that one. I think it was a plus point five for United. A standard. And, and I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's standard. I like that. I think they can nick a draw. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Take the the draw outright. That's the right to croc. Well, if I, I was to bet a line like on draw, that game, I like draw or win. Oh, fair. But look, this, look, you you put your money on this, and then they win. You're going to be too happy. You're going to forget about this. All right. Well, here's one that Patrick ignored that I want to tell the fans about: Sheffield United to get relegated mm. plus one thousand, and they are probably four like four points off the bottom now. Four point. I'm I'm saying four points off the bottom, not counting Everton because they're going to bounce back up. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy because between um. Yeah. No. Between eighteen and six, between eighteen and six, seven points. Yeah, this shit's wide open. That's not that's a, that's a good shout. Who said United was? That's a good shout. Six. But my spicy mint ball for the week is just want to shout out this line. Everton is plus two fifty at home. They are playing Chelsea, but the new manager boost. New manager boost. It's not a bad shout at plus two fifty. Not a bad crock. Yeah. Oh well. No, no that's the spice of the ball. <laughs> it's the in between. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that was your first spice of the ball take for the degenerate district. Um, we'll see how that goes. If I hit it, maybe we'll get another one next week. And you can just keep using that accent. Just when I the say fans that. demand it. All right. That's the episode. We are an hour on the dot. Solar.com could not have paid for their money any better. Boom. That was match week 15. Sorry we missed 14. I think for our mental health, it was very necessary. Midweek match weeks are tricky. We will catch you guys at our normal time next Wednesday with some brand new stuff. Until then, on behalf of Pat, this is James, signing off from the LaProme. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.